Welcome to the Daily Devotion with Pastor Terry Reynolds. It's so good to be with you today as we're in God's Word in verse number 166 of Psalm 119. Isn't it fun to be able to just say we're in studying God's Word? The Word of God is so powerful. It changes people's lives. It gives them hope. It gives them directions. It, it gives us not only hope for today, but hope for tomorrow. I pray that you treasure God's Word within your life and you tell other people about the good news of just spending time reading God's Word and learning more about what God's intent for us as individuals of walking with God and having fellowship with Him. One verse 166 we read, Lord, I have hoped in thy salvation and done thy commandments. Notice he's calling upon the name of the Lord. It's just again, uh, we have a record here of the psalmist's prayer. As he's saying in past tense, he's looking back at his life and he says, I've hoped for thy salvation. And the salvation, of course, is it comes in different forms in the Bible. Certainly we speak of salvation for salvation from our sins and the promise of eternal life. But how many times have you have and I have been in a jam or else in a pickle where we're looking for God's help? And that's what we've seen here through this psalm, how the beautiful picture that we have of this individual who really has been feeling persecuted, feels like there's no way out, but his constant trust in God's word, his constant willingness to turn to the Lord and to have hope in him for his salvation. I think it's so beautiful. It's so good for us to do that, is to turn to the Lord. There's a beautiful psalms that that speaks about crying unto the lord one in particular i I like to look at is in psalm 130 verse 5 the psalmist says i wait for the lord my soul does wait that's good advice before you run out and make decisions before you take things in your own hands that you wait for the lord and the soul speaking about our own personality own you know the, the trouble is with our personality we so often don't want to wait. We want to get ahead of things and take care of things. But the wisdom is is waited upon the Lord. And then he goes on and he says in verse 5, he says, And in his word do I hope. There's, there is a sure foundation. There's a, a, a tremendous promises for those that wait upon the Lord, expecting me, expecting God to do something and to move. And, and as he goes on, in verse 6, he says, My soul wait for the Lord more than them that watch for the morning. I say, yeah, more than them that watch for the morning. He says, I'm so busy. My life is so filled. But I've decided just to really wait upon the Lord. And this picture that he's say, saying more than those who look for the sunrise, the, the rise and the excitement of the day and things that are going to be happening. He had put it a priority first is to take whatever was concerning him to the Lord. And so he's waiting in the presence of the Lord. And then he goes on in verse 7, he says, Let Israel hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is mercy, and with him there is plentiness of redemption. And so the beauty is he was exhorting himself, and then he was exhorting those around him, the nation of Israel, to put his hope in the Lord. Wouldn't it be great? If we had a platform where the nation, our nation would be listening to what God's word had to say, 
that we would be putting our hope in the Lord, as we'd be turning to experience his mercy, and that we'd be reminding ourselves of, of the tremendous redemption that God has for us if we just simply trusted to him. I pray for our nation. I pray for our leaders. I, I pray for a humbleness that we would turn to the Lord. In Genesis chapter 49, we just simply read, I have waited for thy salvation, O Lord. The beautiful thing in waiting, waiting in God's presence, waiting for the Lord to, you know, just to, to do the work. But also within our psalm, let's make sure we read it, all of it. He says, I have hoped for thy salvation and done thy commandment. See, there's always a tie. There's a tie that binds blessings to the doing of God's word. You can't have the one without the other. You cannot outdo God's word without experiencing the tremendous blessings of God, nor you can you look for God's blessing upon your life without being obedient and doing God's word. It just doesn't happen this way. In John 7, 17, we read, If any man will do his will, he shall know of the doctrine, whether it be of God or whether it speaks or if I speak of myself. He says, if you put these things in practice, this is what Jesus talking about. If you, if you start following the things that Jesus was talking about and what the Bible was talking about, then your spirit, too, will say, yep, Jesus is of God. The things that he's spoken is of God. And, and following him, there is tied to it a tremendous blessing. In John, the little epistle named after him, in 1 John chapter 2, verse 3, we read, And hereby we do know that if we know him. And so the question is that he's put to, to us as we're reading this, do we know God? And, and are we confessing that we know him? And then he goes on, he says, if we keep his commandments. He says, it, the, really, the, the, it really what ties us again to the, the fact that we know God, not just know him like, okay, there's a God of the Bible, but experiencing him. And this is that beautiful Greek word, gnosko. Are, are we experiencing God? He says, we'll be experiencing him as we can keep his commandments. I've got to ask you, what are these commandments that he's talking about? Do you remember when they came to Jesus and they asked him, what is the greatest of commandments? And he quickly responded, to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy strength. And then he says, the second is like unto the first. He says, to love your neighbor as thyself. And so the commandments of God, the teachings of God, are all dealing with a relationship that we have with God, how we should love one another. And he says, if we don't have one of them not working, he says, then you really don't have anything. The doing of loving Peter came to uh, to him one day, came to Jesus, is, and he asked him, he says, you know, Lord, how many times should I forgive somebody? And the Lord quickly re responded to Peter, and he says unto him, he says, you should forgive somebody. And, oh, Peter asked him, he says, should I, if I forgive somebody seven times, haven't I done well? And Jesus said that you should forgive somebody, not seven times, but 70 times 70. Otherwise, 490 times, he says, forgiveness should be 
part of us is doing as God has done unto us. We currently finished a, a Bible study in Matthew chapter 18 dealing with forgiveness. If you didn't get a chance to attend that night or if you know people or if you yourself are struggling with the need to forgive, I'd encourage you to listen to it. We have available have it available online or else you can email us a request for Matthew 18 and we'll the church will send you one free of charge any place in the United States. But there's our story here is found in the doing. As John goes on in 1 John 2, 4, he says, He that saith, I know him. Otherwise, if we're confessing ourselves to be Christians or, it, it, and we keep not his commandments, John says we're a liar and the truth is not in him. And so the beauty is as the psalmist is saying to us in verse 166, Lord, I have hope for thy salvation and done thy commandments. And so my prayer, you might say, Pastor Terry, I've been, I've been murmuring, I've been struggling, I've been not forgiving my husband, my wife, my neighbor, my friend, or whoever it might be. I would encourage you to start doing what God's word instructs us to do because as you do it if you make that choice within your heart then you too will experience the blessing of God and you too will have that will have that tremendous hope the hope that our psalmist is here is talking about and so until next time may God richly bless you thank you for taking part in today's program we would love to hear from you you can email us at terryreynolds at agapechapeloc.org. Again, that's terryreynolds at agapechapeloc.org. Or you can write us at Agape Chapel, P.O. Box 4023, Huntington Beach, California, 92647. May God richly bless you.